0: This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN Plus.
1: Those things that we thought were a bit weird when we were younger, maybe felt like there was something wrong with us, actually those are the things that are the most important contributions that we have to bring to the world. Hi, this is Alice Southern of the Introvert Library, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGM. Someone then, who you are.
0: Hello, and welcome to Hush Loudly. As always, we're on a quest to continue talking to interesting people doing interesting things. And today is no different than any other. We will be talking to Alice Southern, who is a life coach and founder of the Introvert Library, which blew my mind when I heard about this. I was like, what? What is that? She lives in Cardiff, which is in Wales in the UK with her wife, Kate, her son, and her animals, a dog, two cats, and one gecko. I'm sure that's fun and interesting. Alice is a highly sensitive introvert. And as we talked before about the Myers-Briggs personality indicator, she is an INFJ, which is introverted intuitive, feeling, judging, which I think is one of the rarest personality types, but we'll get back to that later. Alice experienced career-related burnout in 2015, which triggered very serious health challenges that were the main reason for some pretty big changes in her life. So in 2016, she decided that her current life path was taking too great a toll on her health and well-being and not providing enough scope for using the gifts and talents that were uniquely hers. So she decided to retrain as a life coach, and the Introvert Library was born. So welcome to Hush Loudly, Alice Southern.
1: Thank you, Jerry. It's great to be here.
0: We're happy to have you. And my first question, which we already know the answer, but I'm asking, are you an introvert? I am most definitely an introvert. I have never had any doubt about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I found out that I was an introvert when I was just a child. Uh, I was lucky enough to have a mother who was also an introvert and uh, who had read quite a lot of Jung. And so I think I was probably somewhere between the ages of six and ten, that kind of age, when she sat me down in the kitchen and explained to me that Some people in the world were introverts and some people in the world were extroverts. And the definition that she used was to do with recharging. So she explained to me that introverts were people who recharged alone and extroverts were people who recharged around other people. And I can remember in my child's my childhood mind was just completely blown by the idea that anybody could recharge by being around other people. I was like, <laughs> these are really strange people out there, or, you know?
0: <laughs> right. right. Well, what a gift that you were. Educated on that at that age because for me it was very different where I just knew I was different, but I thought different as in weird, so, so the a more negative connotation. And then it wasn't until my twenties at one of the jobs where someone came in from Myers Briggs and did, you know, the whole team building exercise. And that's when I found out I was an INFP. And so at that point. I understood more, oh my God, I'm not the only one. There are others just like me and I'm okay. It's funny. So in my teens, I knew I was different, but I was okay with it. But when I learned about this, it was just so empowering for me Mm -hmm. and helped me sort of even explain to my colleagues and my friends. And, you know, I think that they all reacted and responded positively and just knowing that we just communicate differently on some things, we process differently on some things, and we definitely recharge differently. So I think that's amazing that you learned that so early on from your mom.
1: No, it was a, a real gift that she gave me because, I mean, I find school and childhood quite difficult in lots of ways. You know, I, I always did well academically, but the social side of things was very challenging for me as a child. And and yet I I was really lucky because I didn't internalize that sense that there was something wrong with me. Like I knew I was different and I probably did think I was a bit weird, but I didn't think there was something wrong with me in the way that so many introverts I think do. I mean, it's because I I do hear so many introverts, yeah, like yourself, you don't find out until they're much older. Mm -hmm. And there's. For a lot of introverts, there can be a lot of damage that is done from well-meaning people before that. But it's great you say that your colleagues um, responded well when they found out that you were an introvert.
0: Yeah. and But I'm still teaching every day. I just notice that in just my circle as they are talking about interactions with their husbands or they're talking about something at work. And I will take every opportunity to jump in and say, well, maybe he's processing. So he's not mm-hmm. going to, to answer in the way you want to, but you need to give him that time to give him the answer that's the best answer from him. So I enjoy taking that stance and, and helping to educate and further the cause. I'll say that. Yeah, um,
1: that's great that you're doing that.
0: Yeah, I feel like I have to. So as a child, how did your introversion manifest then? What did you see that you were doing differently than other children or your siblings? Did you have siblings?
1: Yeah, I, well, I'm actually the oldest of of eight. Um, So I had lots, I had lots of younger siblings, but the brother who was closest in age to me was also an introvert. So I kind of I felt like within my family circle growing up I was much more well understood but as I said school was quite uh, difficult for me and like I can remember when I first started school like telling my mum that I just spent like the the, yeah, the time in the playground, I'd just walk around on my own and she didn't believe me. And then she walked past the school and, you know, one playtime and looked in and, and there I was walking around on my own, you know. <laughs> and and I remember quite a bit of that, really. I mean, I did find my feet eventually, but it took me a while. It was, um, I can remember just feeling like I didn't really know how to be a child. And, you know, because they were all just you know, playing these games and making these games up, or they wanted to do their PE lessons. And I just wanted to read my book, you know. <laughs> right. um, and, yeah, I was very much um, – I was a very imaginative child, and I yeah. spent a lot of time in my own imagination, in my own head. And I can remember really feeling like life would be easier once I was an adult. and And actually mm-hmm. it has been, you know, which isn't to say that I didn't – like there were elements of my childhood that were really happy. But I think there was the real sense of being different and not having found my people yet.
0: Yes. Yes. We all seem to have these similar stories. So interesting. So tell us about the Introvert Library. What exactly is it?
1: Yeah. So I founded the Introvert Library after I'd become a life coach for introverts. So I was already coaching introverts at that point. And then one day I just had this idea that The business I want to run, it's going to be called the Introvert Library. And I just, I loved it because it's, a library is somewhere that you go to be quiet and reflective. It's somewhere, but it's also somewhere that you go where other people are. And so it's got that bit of it that's around individual learning that's great for introverts. And it's also got that element of it being a community space. And it's somewhere that you go to recharge and it's also somewhere that you go to learn and possibly be challenged. Yeah. And so it had this perfect combination of things that I was like, yeah, this is what I want to bring into the world. I want to bring a space where introverts can come and be be reassured that there's nothing wrong with them for being introverts, to learn about their introversion as a superpower, mm-hmm. but also to be gently challenged to you know because as, as i really believe that as introverts we are not being called to just stay inside our comfort zones you know we're being mm-hmm. i believe that the world needs the voices of you know sensitive introverts and that we do yeah. need to step up and mm-hmm. bring our gifts more fully into the world but we need to find ways of doing it that suit us wow. and so that's really what i'm all about
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Plus I love it. I just love libraries, you know. <laughs> I think they're wonderful spaces.
0: Yeah, they they are. I'm, I'm going off here. I don't know if you watched Sex in the City, but the main character, Carrie, who loved reading, writing, she loved books, but in the movie Uh, She wanted to get married in a library, which I thought was so amazing. And so her, and it was just the perfect backdrop, the perfect setting for that. So yeah, I love libraries too. Libraries Um, are wonderful places. They are. So I want to share a quote from you. You said, since I started coaching introverts a couple years ago, I noticed an interesting pattern. Time and time again, I see introverts getting stuck in this place where on the one hand, they know they are capable of doing so much more with their lives. And on the other hand, they doubt whether they've truly gotten what it takes. This resonated with me so much. And I would—I believe that it probably resonates with a lot of introverts. Can you share a little more about that?
1: Yeah. So I think um, I think, I mean, the reason I wrote that was because that was my story too. So if I think back to the days when I was working kind of in a regular job, I can remember feeling like on the one hand being really frustrated that I had this ability and insight that wasn't being fully used. I can remember how frustrated I got when like things went wrong in exactly the way I predicted they would go wrong and Mm. I didn't have the responsibility to do anything about it. And yet on the other side, when I looked at the promotional opportunities that were available to me, I just kind of felt like I don't think they'll fit me either. I felt like they would have required me to become somebody who I wasn't and that I wouldn't have this, you know, that I would burn out, which was eventually what did happen when I tried to go down that route. And I think looking at it with the benefit of hindsight, I think there's a couple of different things that tend to be going on when introverts find themselves in this place. So one is that, so as introverts, we have a preference for our inner world. And so we like to live our lives in our heads, because that's more familiar to us. And so sometimes We can have insight and foresight, but we don't necessarily know how to put that into action because putting something into action requires us stepping out into the external world that feels less comfortable. And so we can know something internally a long time before we really know how to make it live in the external world as well. But I think the other thing that's going on is that we do live in a world where a lot of the ideas that we have about success. Are based on kind of an extrovert model of success.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so workplaces can expect us to be more in- extroverted and undervalue the gifts that we bring as introverts. Yeah. And so the further, the more successful we become, the more we get asked to be extroverts. And that can be a particular problem for. You know, like we were saying earlier, for introverts who have internalized the idea that something is wrong with them, Mm -hmm. then like they can be particularly susceptible to that sense of like, I don't have what it takes, because they've been told for so many years that success looks like it should be a certain way. And it's 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 a tricky one because it, it, it can it can leave introverts in this no win situation where like this I think I really believe there's so much introverted talent that is going unused um, because because partially we live in a world that doesn't value the mm. skills that introverts have and also partially because introverts aren't being taught the skills that they need to be successful in a way that will enable them to not burn out as well mm. you know so sure. yeah no. I'm I'm really passionate about that I think there's so much talent that's going unused um and i really hope that something will will change i think something is changing um Mm. i think yeah the work that you're doing for example you know there's there's so many signs that there are more and more introverts who are speaking out
0: Um, and using our voices
1: absolutely Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and using our voices
0: in a way that feels good to us
1: right yeah that's the really important bit
0: yes yes I don't think that I had ever heard of a life coach for introverts before. Of course, I've heard of life coaches and executive coaches and I I would just assume it's kind of like even just what you just shared and sort of mentoring and empowering. Is there anything you can tell us about that and how that's going and and what your typical maybe student is? And I'm asking too many questions, but let's just let's just stop there. I'm just very curious about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of life coaches for introverts out there. Probably more than I I even know, but I have had the pleasure to come into contact with quite a few. Um, you just have to go looking for us. But yeah, a coach is um, is really somebody who is there to empower their clients to find the wisdom that's within them. Mm-hmm. So part of my coaching training is around asking the right questions to help my clients find their own answers. Because I can stand here and I can, I could tell you what you should do. I can tell you what worked for me, but it won't necessarily be as powerful as if you find your own answers. Mm. And so it's what I'm really about is, is helping my clients to find what it is that they want to do with their lives and the way that feels right to them to do it. And sure, I mean, I do bring an element of mentoring into it as well in as much as like I have invested a lot of time and money and energy in my own personal development. And so when somebody works with me, in a sense, they're also working with all of the coaches that I've ever worked with as well, right? And they're mm-hmm. benefiting from all of the courses that I've done. And so there's a there's a kind of fast track thing that can happen there mm-hmm. where I can kind of distill all of that learning in a way that provides a mirror for the clients who I work with to find their own answers. Hmm. So that's really how I, I work.
0: And how long is it? How does it work? Is it, you know, like a three months, six months, or how is it? Well, it, I mean, it can totally vary depending on what
1: issues people are bringing to me with coaching. So if it's a one-on-one package, we can either meet for um, once a week for a month, or we can meet once a month for a year. You know, it depends on what it is that uh, somebody's bringing to coaching. I sometimes coach via Zoom, face-to-face, and I sometimes coach via messaging. Um, Sometimes introverts really like that as well to have that chance to to reflect and then respond via email or voice message and think about what they want to say a little bit more. I'm actually just about to launch a five-month group coaching program as well, Mm -hmm. which is called the Empowered Introvert Adventure. And so that's, as I said, it's a five-month relationship that I'd have
0: with the people who participate in that course. Is that your first time doing this group? Or? Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, it is. Uh, and I really felt like there's such a, a need at the moment for mm-hmm. you know, introverts to start valuing their gifts and talents that I wanted to reach more people than I can just from working one-on-one with people. Yeah. And so the Empowered Introvert Adventure uh, starts on the 1st of July. And it's all about supporting introverts to find what it is that they really want with their lives and discover the confidence to make it happen. So I help people to kind of recognize the power that comes from their introversion and to use that as a force for good in their lives, rather than feeling like it's something that holds them back
0: from having the success that they want. So we will definitely put up links uh, on the site so that people can uh, connect with you and hopefully get registered for your your class. And then we'll just touch that again at the end. So I wanted to ask you another question, which is related to what we were just talking about, is how did you come to the decision to create your career and work for yourself and, and create the Introvert Library? What pushed you, compelled you? That. Yeah. Well,
1: as you mentioned uh, in my introduction, I was kind of pushed into it rather than consciously choosing it in some ways. I was in a career that I loved beforehand and I wanted to continue in that career. But what I found was that I, I burnt out. I, I worked too hard. I pushed myself too hard and I had a very severe flare up of chronic fatigue syndrome that left me unable to carry on working mm-hmm. and so I kind of found myself suddenly without a job without savings and struggling with with some pretty severe health problems but still feeling like I still had gifts and talents that I wanted to bring to the world and so I had to sit for a while with what is it that I can do that will give me the flexibility that I need to be able to take care of myself
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And still feel like I'm contributing to the world. And I considered a couple of different options before landing on life coach, and I've never regretted it. Like uh, coaching just feels like who I am. It's if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd still be a life coach. You know, mm-hmm. that's how much I love having these conversations mm-hmm. with people about the things that are most
0: important to them and what is most meaningful in their lives. And it's a real privilege. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm sure you love it every single day.
1: I mean, I don't love every single thing about it. You Mm -hmm. know, there have been challenges too. You know, I think particularly around learning how to promote my business. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's, that's been, it's been an interesting journey. I, I think now I've got to a place where actually there are parts of the promotion that I do still love as well. But along the way, there have been some really hard lessons around how vulnerable do I want to be online? How much of myself do I want to share?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it's um, I think there's the, the saying that, you know, find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's. It's partially true and it's partially not true. Like whatever you do, there's there'll be something that shows you your growing edges, right? Mm-hmm. And that will feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But getting to have these conversations with introverts who are ready to be that bit bolder with their lives is such a privilege that, that makes that makes the difficult bits worth it. And also it's my own journey too right you know the things that i found uncomfortable are the things that have enabled me to learn the most about myself
0: and to learn and grow the most in my work as well that's profound that that i love that i love that and and as introverts you know we we tend to be great listeners and observers and introspective and all of that, and so we can assume that those qualities and being an introvert has helped you be the coach you are and be everything the mom you are, the wife you are, everything. I would assume. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you know, I I bring all of who I am to everything that I do now.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: you know, when I was a child, I always felt like I was a bit weird and a bit different and like I saw the world differently to other people Yeah, and now that is the most valuable thing that I bring to my coaching because generally when people come to a coach they want a different perspective like if they could solve their problems entirely on their own they would right mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now people are literally paying me to bring a different perspective to their lives to see the world differently for them and it's It's a pattern that I've seen time and time again, actually, that those things that we thought were a bit weird, that when we were younger, maybe thought, felt like there was something wrong with us. Actually, those are the things that are the most important contributions that we have to bring to the world.
0: They're assets, isn't that? Yeah. That's where we may have thought they were deficits. They are absolutely assets. And I'm at that, I'm there in my life too, where I recognize that. And I think others around you recognize it as they call on you to help with their projects and call on you just to be a listening ear. I don't think we articulate it as introversion or they do. They don't articulate it in that way. But I've come to recognize that it's that I attribute it to all of that internal thinking in my head and dreaming and all of that and uh, creating my own scenarios. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the world really needs introspective visionaries right now, doesn't it?
0: It does. does. What's next for you, Alice? Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, I'm about to
1: uh, launch this group program. And so most of my energy is uh, going to be focused on that for the next five months because as you also mentioned i have a, a child i have a little little boy who's uh, 16 months old now and we've been in lockdown here for about two months so i'm looking after him pretty much full-time at the same time as running this business so mm-hmm. i'm really trying to not overcommit with what i'm doing so that's my main focus mm-hmm. but towards the end of the year I'm also, I've got ideas for some collaborative projects that I want to do with other introverts who are supporting introverts, because I really think we need to kind of get more of a movement going with uh, Mm -hmm. introverts who are supporting introverts, because we really need to to work together on this. So last January, I actually, I organized a World Introvert Day Unparty, (laughs) <laughs> well, I brought together, I know, I know, it's a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> um, it was great fun, actually. I brought together several speakers um, who were all introverts, supporting introverts. And we spent the day uh, talking about how introverts can learn how to survive and thrive in their careers. And so I'm going to do something slightly different next year, but I am hoping that I will still organize some kind of unparty next year as well.
0: Okay. Well, please include me. I'll be watching out and and would love to be a part of that or to watch it or listen or whatever I could do. It sounds amazing. It was good fun. Yeah. And before we wrap up, I'd just like to ask, I think you've already given such great advice in a lot of your answers, but is there any advice personally or professionally that you could share with our listeners, our introverted listeners?
1: I mean, the main piece of advice that I always uh, share with people is, is consider getting a coach. You know, it doesn't have to be me. It definitely doesn't have to be me. Find the coach that works best for you. But working with a coach can be so helpful in terms of fast tracking your success and showing you where you're holding yourself back and opening up different perspectives for you. So I definitely, if you can afford to hire a coach, then do. If you can't afford to hire a coach, there are several great books about introversion out there. So check those out. I actually, through the Introvert Library, I have started running a book club where we're reading together books around introversion and personal development because there's there's several really great ones out there. We're reading Susan
0: Cain's Quiet at the moment. So, you but you know, I was, that was just going yeah. <laughs> to be, a, I love her with all of my heart. And so yeah. I feel like that book changed my life tremendously when I read it in 2012, because it was just another confirmation and another sort of affirmation. And it just left me feeling just so excited and energized about my future. It was just so meaningful to me so I was just gonna say well you I'm sure you're reading quiet so yeah that was
1: that that is the book that we're reading at the moment and it is um it's a brilliant book and it's been it is really impactful for me and the other people who are reading the book at the moment
0: as well Yes, yes so tell us how we can contact you and give us the dates again of the empowered introvert Adventure. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So uh, my website is the
1: and you can find everything about me there. So there'll be links to all of my social media profiles, as well as um, the links to sign up. So the Introvert Library is a free community where you get access to several um, freebies and a supportive community that is built around helping you create a life in which you can thrive as an introvert. You'll also find information on that website about the Empowered Introvert Adventure, which is my group coaching program starting on the 1st of July. And as I said earlier, that's all about empowering introverts to be a little bit bolder with their lives and create the change that they've really always wanted to make.
0: And is that that Zoom, Alice, or how are you doing that? So the format for the group program is there'll be online
1: workbooks that are released Mm -hmm. every week. and and then a facebook group so Mm -hmm. there's two tiers of entry so the one the, the one the first level of entry is just the facebook group and the workbooks and then there's a vip level where they also could get unlimited coaching with me via whatsapp and text
0: and voice messages oh wow okay sounds awesome i think it's going to be good fun Thank you, Alice, for giving us your time and informing us, educating us more about introverts and your work as a life coach. So, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you, Jerry. It's been
1: really good to talk to you. You're doing great work here with Hush Loudly as well. Oh, thank you. But how many times have you wished you were someone?
0: Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash loudly and listen to past episodes at wgnradio.com or hushloudly.com.